This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. There are questions and there are answers. And this gonna... podcast will deal exclusively with both of them. Uh, yep. So, uh, old listeners of the show will be very familiar. This is our traditional question time episode uh, for this week. It will be free before next week. It will be heading behind a paywall to be our Patreon-only weekly episode. Uh, as I said in the previous episode, don't stress too much. Um, you'll still be getting two shows a week if you are not a patron, but you'll only be getting three shows a week if you are. So, congratulations to you on all the future extra content you have if you go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Um, and we'll quickly run you through some things uh, that you can get in addition to that extra episode. So, um, for just $2 a month, which is our lowest tier, you'll get access to our Discord server, entry into the Coltrane Cup tipping competition, which uh, we should probably briefly describe because there might be new listeners. Um, so, basically... Here's a description for you. It's the best damn tipping comp in the world. That's true. It is. Um, but, uh, basically, I'll be putting a video up on our socials. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll already be up explaining the rules. But long and short of it is you pick one team per week over the course of the season and it's treated like a ladder. So, you get a win or a loss depending on whether they got a win or a loss with the for and against. Over the season, you've got to pick every team at least once. A couple of little rules. It's fantastic. Uh, M. Sprouster, who did our Storm preview, won it. Uh, Matt Duggan, diehard Raiders fan, won it the year before that. Um, there'll be prizes, um, grand final tickets, merchandise, some other shit. So, uh, plenty of reasons to do that. Um, in addition, I mean, you can check on the check on the page and what else is on offer. But I mean, we've given people the uh, chance to nominate the "What about this guy" for the week if they're on a higher tier, as well as uh, being able to suggest which games we do greatest games podcast episodes on. So we've done a few of those in the past. We've done, I think, the semi final in twenty ten between the Roosters and the Tigers, State of Origin game two twenty fourteen. Um, the 01 grand final we did with Harry Ramage. Yeah, We've done a couple of others. Yeah, I can't we'll, recall we'll them right doing, now. We'll be doing a lot more of that this year. A lot year. more There'll of that this year. A lot more um, Patreon exclusive yep. content for all you guys. Um, as we said, even if you're not a patron you, will, patron, you will get the two shows a week. But if you want the rest, you got to pay, baby. Yep. Nothing, nothing the comes finger free thing means the taxes. Um, but yeah, so, yep, just for this week, this question time will be free. And if you like what you hear, you can throw us a couple of dollars. And if you don't, then... Two bucks a week. Fuck off. Two bucks a week, it's nothing. <laughs> and with that said, let us get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay, going for the Patreon questions first. There's only one. It's from Was. Campo, what will be your first big purchase now that you're on that sweet, sweet Patreon dollars? The boring and correct answer a mother is I'll, beer. I'll probably like get a proper microphone. Yeah, so that's a good the idea. sound quality is a little bit better because we're gonna do we, we're gonna try and do as many shows as we can in person to build chemistry and all that. Mm. But uh, you know, sometimes there'll still be some Zoom ones. The fun and more correct answer is I'm probably gonna spend it on beer. Are you gonna buy another one of those ninety nine can PBR things? I am actually, yeah. I owe a couple of those to people um, because, like, I lost some serious, serious case bets. So, really, yeah, yeah. Like not who? To, not to you. It's not to you. Well, no. Like we we bet one of the nine. I think if you accumulate all the cases you still owe me, we're probably getting close to nine. No, no. So. I'm pretty. I'm pretty close. I think yeah, I only yeah, owe you yeah, one yeah. or two. Yeah, me a gentleman seventy two, but it's fine. A gentleman seventy two. Yeah. yeah. So perhaps blue ribbon, which is one of my beers of choice do this uh, novelty case that they put it's out every now and then. It's got 99 cans of it. I won one of those off a bottle a couple of years ago and it was the greatest three weeks of my life. It was life. great because it was lockdown and you were the only one that bought the beer. So you were the only one in the giveaway. One, and you one, won. one day I'll tell you the story of how I scammed a local bottle into winning this competition. Well, it's pretty straightforward. You bought a lot of beer. Nobody else did. You won the giveaway. The crime of the century. Yep. That's what it sounds like. All right. Flicking over. To the Discord, V8 Tiger 1988. Am I a delusional Tigers fan for thinking we can win 12 games? 12 is a lot of games. 12 is a lot of games. Um, You are. I think you win like seven or eight games. That's not many games. It's not as many. 12 is um, a lot, man. 12 puts you right on the edge of the eight. In, a, in some years, it gets you in the eight. Not yeah. last year, but in some years, yeah. it gets you in the eight. So... so. Last season, 14, 14 wins got you in the eight. Mm. Actually, that, it'll be it'll probably be a bit higher going forward, right? Because we've got seventeen teams now. Yeah, so. and I I don't think we'll have a team last year like Penrith who only lost four games, so that'll yep. sort of flatten. Hoovering up all the wins for a themselves. little bit more. I think Selfish. if I was a Tigers fan, I would probably I would probably want ten wins, and then twelve wins would be just 
little little bit of gravy, a little bit of the. You'd be stoked with ten, I think, if you're a Tigers yeah. fan. So I don't think delusional. I would more say optimistic. Quite optimistic, but yeah, no, it's not like I wouldn't be shocked if they won twelve games. But yeah, you've been a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, I know, but this is the time to do it. Of course, preseason of is course. the time when all your dreams can come true. Like we're only a few days away from the season starting, and once it does, and we're in the cold reality of oh no, my team actually sucks, and then it's a long slog to October. So. Dream a little dream in the summertime. Yep. If you can. Horsburgh, Scoresburgh. What are the best pubs in Sydney for watching rugby league? Okay. Well, this is a very expansive question. It is. There's not enough time in the day to answer this to the extent that we would like to. Obviously, the Aurora is our home ground. We go there a lot. They look after us there. Beers are relatively cheap for inner Sydney. Um, it's always empty enough that we can get a table. There's always something happening at the Aurora. It's one of those pubs. It's very rarely packed. Yep. But it's never it's, empty. It's never empty. And there's always something doing. I remember we went there once after a, after a game. I don't even remember which game it was. But we caught the train back into Sydney. We went to the Aurora to have a couple to settle down. And this was about 11 o'clock on a Sunday Oh, it was night. Bulldog South. Bulldog South. That's right. And out of nowhere. This was great. Like a crowd of a crowd of nerds. A hundred nerds. And I'm not saying nerd to be mean. No. They were coming up from like a They a, were fans like a, of Super Smash Brothers and they'd right, come and they up for a competitive a Super Smash Brothers tournament Super that had Smash been Brothers held tournament. that weekend. And they just took over the joint. It was nationals. Yeah, for yeah. about an hour and it was incredible. And then they all they all left all together, all like there's about fifty of them. They all had a Ribena and like all had a Ribena and all yeah. left and we and that was it. Just and I saw like Aurora, five right? of them the next day at the grounds. Like I went up there to get coffee and saw some of the nerds again. I was like, oh. Yeah, so the, the, Aurora, the Aurora is just like your classic shit-kicking yeah. rugby league pub. Um, so that's always a really Other good places point. I like. I love going to Surly's to watch the footy just because the vibes. Like it's, it's like the volume's never on, but it's still a good place to go because the food's good, the drinks are good. Yeah, it's, it's a great a, place to it's go. A, it's, an American, it's an American sports. Yeah. Or an American style bar. Oh, it's, a, it, it, it's a good place to go if you hate money. Yeah, because it's not cheap, but it's also it's also sick, like an immaculate vibe. I really like the Salisbury Hotel in Stanmore. That's my that's my city my city local because mm-hmm. it's got really good front bar with TV screens at both ends of. Oh, that's room. good. So that's really good. So I watched the Socceroos play Tunisia, Tunisia. there, yeah. and because of the way the the room was set up, you know, we were sitting we were standing directly under one set of TVs. Mm looking at the other set of TVs, and then you also see the crowd that we're all going It looked great. It was funny. It, so. I was at that game, and I was still part of me was like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Churchill's, we only we only went to there to watch a game for the first time last year, if you remember, and it was pretty I do remember good. that. Yeah, Church, lot of screens. A lot, lot of screens. Of screens. That's important. That's in, where is it? Uh, just up near South Juniors. Yeah, so in Church, Churchill's is a good one. There's a, a, there's a scummy Irish pub um, just near Central called Molly Malone's. Malone's that I've become quite taken with over yep. the last 12 months. We watched the Storm put 70 on the Warriors there. We did. It was a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst pub for watching footy... Is now the Strawberry Hills Hotel? Is the Strawberry Hills Hotel. Which Formerly used to be one of your beloved. Beloved. I never liked it as much as you did. Yes. And I loved that place. But we went there uh, with friend of the show, Neil Desmond, and a couple of his mates on Anzac Day after the Dragons game. And we wanted to watch the Warriors Storm game, and they said that during COVID they got rid of Foxtel and they had no plans to get it back. Outrageous! So we had to leave. I'll never go back. I probably and you know what they might, were already but on not probation. They were already on probation from the time that they kicked you guys out as Golden Point was starting. Yes, yeah. That's run not run great. them through that. Speak a little to them. Well, I mean, no, that wasn't there. That I th- the you're, you're getting confused. They, the the I thought you were talking about the World Cup where they weren't letting, they were kicking people out and not letting people in for the England game because it was midnight on a Sunday. The Golden Point incident was not there. The Golden Point incident was at the KB. Oh well, the KB was also and that's also banned. Yeah, but yeah, that was ridiculous. They kicked me and Harry Ramage and Matt Coleman out as Golden Point between Souths and Melbourne was starting. Which, by the way, Souths had never won in Melbourne and they were going to win in Melbourne until the until Damien Cook gave away a penalty and Cam Smith kicked a penalty. Oh, so you you are responsible for feel. that streak continuing. Yeah. It's your fault. Uh, we watched the end of the game at the Aurora, who let us in with open arms. That's goddamn right. Um, yeah, KB sucks. Never go there. Um, but honestly, like, look, part of the answer is just a place where they'll put the game on for you. And either they'll have the commentary or at least the music won't be too loud. That's right, yeah. Like, I, we can go to a lot of places the, and watch the, a game. That's the perfect one. That's the perfect one. It's like, we can go most places and watch the footy dude and it's fine. It's just occasionally where we end up somewhere where it's like, um, like the rugby's on or the AFL's <laughs> on. And it's like, why are we here? So, 
Uh, actually, I like going to the Orange Grove before Leichhardt games. I don't know if that counts. because I, I think, you know what? That's actually a good pub just to watch footy at mm-hmm. generally. Yep. So that's that's the that's the pub closest to Leichhardt, Leichhardt Oval. Oval. Yeah. I will be there on Sunday. Of course you will. If you see me, let's drink beer and talk footy. Um, I love both those I'm trying things. to think of some other ones. But f- I mean, saying anything further out is just like suburbs we grew up in, which is probably not going to be helpful to anyone Here's, that's listening. Not but. a controversial answer, but a surprising one. The locker room. Oh yeah, at actually. ANZ Stadium yep. is Great pretty job. good. It's a good place. It's to pretty watch good, the and considering that for uh, for years, for years, the only pub, it's that shitty thing the under the Novotel, and the shitty, it there, sucked. the shitty one that's right underneath the the Novotel, having locker room, pretty good. They reckon that they're open till three a.m. Every, every day. day. We need to go there at two thirty in the morning. We need to investigate because mm. nobody lives out there. No. So who could they possibly be? I don't know. To? But Poke, we will. Well. We will crack this crime. We'll crack um, this case wide open at some point. Also, the Lidcombe Hotel is also quite good. Yeah, that's I like a great that one. Place. That's another classic shit kicker pub. I yeah. love those sorts of places. You can just uh, yeah um, anywhere where you can just have a beer and watch the game is fine, and that's honestly most places. But sometimes places make it a bit harder than it needs to be. They right. really do. Right. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to give you. My, my money, money to watch the football. Oh, we got rid of Foxtel. Grow up, Strawberry Hills. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. People can, people can cut cords. Pubs cannot. They can't. They've got to stick with it. it. I need to know if the weather's bad outside. And the only way I know when it's really storming is when Foxtel's like, you've lost connection. Oh, that's that's when you know it's serious. Yeah, so that's all yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, next is from Brenton Sloan, mm. a good Raiders man. HBO's come to NRL Boom Rookies with a blank check and one request. Make us a high-end six-part rugby league drama based on true events. What story are you telling and who are you casting? There's only like two options for me that I could think of. I think the Super League War is one, but I also think that maybe you don't have enough time to tell to that be. story six in six part, episodes. Six yes, series? Which is True why league. I settled on the Melbourne Storm salary cap scandal Okay, as who, my who, answer. Who are you casting? Well, so, so, I mean, you've got all the big players. Yep. So, John Rebo, you've got to have some sort of... Rebo, he was gone by then. He was, implica- no, uh, Brian, he was implicated. Brian Waldron. Oh, that's what I meant, sorry. You know, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Brian Waldron. Uh, is he still banned from rugby league? I I don't think so. But, like, who'd, who'd have him back? You that's know? true. Uh, anyway, I'm getting I'm getting a Brian Cox type to play Brian Waldron. Love it. That's um, good stuff. Which players need to be represented in this show? GI, definitely, because of the boat. Yeah, so Jason Momoa's playing Greg Inglis. <laughs> You're getting a Hawaiian dude to play. G. He's a dreamboat. Oh come on, man! Um, I, I, I'm struggling to think of actors to play each okay. each role. I've, but... right, well, I've got a, I've got a list. Oh, go I've on. got a list because I, I saw I cheated a little bit. I saw Sloaney drop this one earlier, and it's captivated me all afternoon. Okay, yep. so so initially, I've got like a string of origin ideas. 2020 Origin series. Okay, worst Queensland team ever. You call it the worst team ever. Clint Eastwood stars as Wayne Bennett course, and the Rex. Of course. Perfect. I'd, I, I would love, maybe not a six-parter, but I think there could be a good movie to be made about the very first State of Origin game. Who's playing Big Artie? Well, that, I, I was looking it up because I think, because Artie's such an important in, in figure in the Indigenous community, you need to get someone Indigenous okay, to do it. So fair. Aaron Faoso, who's an Australian actor, he's half, um, half Tongan, and half Indigenous, does a lot of work in ABC on um, black comedy, which some of you guys might have watched. But I think he's got a dramatic bent in him, and um, I think he plays could be a good Arthur Beetson. 1995 Origin series, the fat. So the fat man and and the Neville nobody Who's playing the fat that man? sort of thing. Thought, Played by himself. That's exactly what I've got because <laughs> nobody nobody could replicate the fat man's raw charisma. You, c- I don't care if it was 30 years ago and he's could, in his 70s. The fat man's playing himself. Could Jesse Plemons play the fat? Oh wow. No, he couldn't do the head wobble. He couldn't do the head wobble. What if he- <laughs> no way. I'm just imagining like them getting Clemens, a, getting a row of like famous actors in to just do the fat's head wobble. And it's like, if you can nail this, you've got the part. Can't do the wobble. <laughs> Can't Boy. do the wobble. But you know what happened? You know how Austin Butler's brain has been broken by playing Elvis and now he just talks like Elvis all Correct. the time? If somebody nailed playing the fat... And they just did the head wobble they, and they said, would, you're that, gone. They would, that, like, that'd be it. They'd just walk around saying, you know, you're gone and doing the head wobble and all that. They'd be... They'd be too deep in the weeds. Yeah. Got some more for you. Go on. Okay. South Sydney's reinstatement. Great one. That's a great one. Russell Crowe as George Piggins. Yeah. How good's that? Okay, that's great. Great bit of meta casting. Yep. You know what I mean? And I know that they, they had the blow up when Rusty brought the club years later, but oh, can you imagine? Rusty as George Piggins. That's a that's a slam dunk for me. And I, I think you get um you've got to have some sort of Murdoch figure in there. And I think you get 
Charles Dance, who played Tywin Lannister yep, on Game of, of Thrones as Rupert Murdoch, doing a bad trans-Pacific accent. Um, I, another one that I quite liked. So this is probably a lesser-known story to a lot of fans, but in 1974 there was a midweek knockout competition called yep. the Yamco Cup. Yep, yep. And in, in 74, Western Division, so the t- so team represents sort of Orange and Gilgandran, a lot of those towns in the central west and further west of New South Wales, they ended up winning the whole tournament. They beat a couple of first grade teams along the way. So I'm thinking you really lean into the country elements. You get Taylor Sheridan, who made who makes Yellowstone, did Hell or High Water, Sicario, sort of the guy for, for making westerns in the modern age. You get him to direct and you get Kyle Chandler to play the coach. Coach, Johnny coach King. Taylor. Yeah. Johnny King was the coach for Mr. George Winger. Kyle Chandler, just do his Friday Night Lights act. It's going to be fine. I think that would be great. Another one that I would really like, the rise and fall of Nathan Tinkler's Newcastle Knights. <laughs> Who's playing the Tink? Paul Walter, Paul Walter Hauser. You know who that is? No. So he's the guy, he's the, the big unit in Itonia. He's um, in that Richard Jewell movie that Clint Eastwood made. If you just if you just if you just search him, he can. I'm he looking can play it up right team. now. Oh, that guy. He can play the okay. Team. Yeah, but it's a comedy. It's got to be a slapstick comedy. See, if we're going comedy, then I want I want Danny McBride to play the Tink. Love that. Absolutely, that's a great one. Yeah, I love that one. Fuck, so many options. Well, I've got two more as well. Yeah, go on. So this is a real recent one, but Samoa's run to the World Cup final mm-hmm. last year and like because the rock's already interested that gives us a bit of hollywood cachet oh, yeah there we go not putting the rock in the movie though. oh because who's he gonna play he's too old he's too old to That's be a, to play to be a player anymore and he can't be running around with a footy because he just won't know how to hold it you know what i mean <laughs> you just make it's him just the coach weird. you just completely just we talked about this on on the rooster show with yeah, Grayson. yeah, yeah. Like, oh marshall lynch running around with the footy exactly yeah, yeah. If you don't if you didn't grow up holding a footy you can't do it right so this is where we use momoa okay because i reckon momoa's played a bit of footy in his day you get him, you, you, you maybe make a composite character and then they play Jason Mowat. Written and directed by Taika Waititi. Okay. Keeping yep. it Islander. Maybe a bit quirky. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And then my last one, this is probably my favourite one. Okay. 1997 Nights. Yep. Right? That's a great one. We get a great Silver Chair Screaming Jets type soundtrack. We tap Tom Hardy to play Malcolm Riley, the okay. pommy coach that won it all for him. Uh, he can, Tom Hardy can do a weird Yorkshire accent. He doesn't do movies. He's not allowed to do weird voices. So that's how we get him attached. Mm-hmm. And as the Johns brothers, Liam and Luke Hemsworth. Like Liam that. plays Joey. Luke Hemsworth plays Maddie. Who's playing Darren Albert? Didn't quite get that far. Okay. Didn't quite get that think. far. I I wasn't I wasn't sure. I want to maybe give that part to an unknown. Oh. Really, really make it really, really I was, sort of I was thinking, a star, star making performance. I was thinking Ryan Gosling. Or maybe, but remember how bad Gosling was at cornerback and remember the Titans? That's true, and that I don't matters. Know, I don't know if I trust and him that in sport. It really does. People forget like he was in that movie. He's great in Drive, mm, so I, if movie. it's motorsports, I'm in. But apart from that, I just don't trust him athletically. I think that's fair. Can we stop the podcast and write several of these scripts yep. right now? I'm very, I'm and very we, pumped. Well, yeah, we can. And we can just tell people, we can just lie and say that people are attached. So <laughs> <laughs> Liam Hemworth's already attached. <laughs> Okay, next up, Mario Siegs. When I was in America recently at Five Guys, I discovered the joy of a soft drink dispenser mm. with goddamn everything on it. These the things menu. are great. Must have been seven Sprites, seven Mel- Mellow Yellows, seven Mountain Dew, mm. etc. Why the heck are Australians so ripped off when it comes to fizzy flavor? So if water? people don't know what he's talking about, basically when you go to most fast food restaurants in America, rather than just having the conventional drink fountains that you'll see at McDonald's in Australia where it's just like the five or six soft drinks that they have, what will happen is they'll have like a touchscreen and you can combine any combination of like the various flavored syrups as well as the various base drinks and a lot of them have the sugar-free variants as well so for example you could get cherry the cherry syrup from cherry coca-cola that mix it with like raspberry lemonade for example you could do whatever you want to do it's complete madness we shouldn't no one man should have all that power (laughs) but in america you do and it's great. And honestly, I came up with some pretty refreshing concoctions at the time. Like any time you can mix with like orange stuff with pineapple stuff, it's always a win. Um, and yeah, like it just comes down to, I mean, a need for it. And I suppose that we're just not as decadent as Americans are. Like I don't know if we, I don't know if people are banging down the door to have 75 different combinations of Coke and Sprite uh, combinations to have. But. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy I enjoy making my own things because sometimes you stumble upon something really delicious. Like I remember I mixed like a 
I mixed like strawberry lemonade with like the Hawaiian punch stuff that they have and it was delightful. So, yeah. Well, it's, I guess it's one of those things because they have a bigger population, it's easier to sort of capture. They also all have diabetes. Yeah, well, that, so. yeah, to capture a demographic that wants this very particular soft drink. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like I'd be overwhelmed by the choice. If you might be. You, this ends be. with you punching be, the machine. Yeah, I'd be very, conf- I'd be too confused. Mm. And I'd be all hopped up on high fructose corn syrup. You know, who knows? What they I'm love their about. high fructose corn fuck, syrup. It's, fuck, it's trash, man. I it's can't awful. stand it. I, like, when I go to America, I don't. I, be- I barely drink soft drink at all. Cause it's yeah, just it's too, it, too sticky. Just, just, yeah, no good. Mm. That's a no from me. Next up, M. Who was the most delusional in the preview pods and why was it Simon? Oh, I'm not having them bringing their feud from the internet onto the onto the airwaves. Into the real life, yeah. He was thought, optimistic, but I, I don't think he was delusional. Was, I thought there was a, a, a an absence of delusion. I agree. I like we really had realistic. like we had like the fans of the shit teams come on and say our team's going to suck. Me, me and Phil took the piss a little bit with the South one, but South are going to be good no matter how you think about yeah. them. Same with the Roosters with 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 Dean and, and Grayson being a bit being a bit arrogant but again they're going to be really good the storm are going to be good penrith are going to be good i don't know if anyone really came on and was really above their station with their team's I, I think, chances i think it was me with my <laughs> bizarre philadelphia fantasies that me and sharky were, were cooking well up. yeah but that's that was just funny that wasn't like you, you didn't <laughs> yeah, i don't think you picked neither of you was like the raiders are going to finish third and win the call like, neither of you did that so like and look there's not really a scenario where the raiders finishing in the bottom half of the eight is like beyond belief anyway yeah. so yeah i think i honestly think this year everyone kind of nailed it yep you know what let's add another number to the number of days since our last nonsense yep i agree good job all david v david k9 what rookies do you like to start round one and overachieve this season this isn't a super coach podcast mate it's not and also we, we, covered, we covered rookies in the i mean he, he's not to know that we covered yeah we covered rookies of the year in the episode that we released on monday um but yeah there, there's a bunch of guys i i I'm very excited to see Isaiah Katoa and hopefully he gets the keys for the whole year. Joey fucking Chan, our boy. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I was going to say Joey fucking Chan. Um, like, but by the time this comes out, the team list will be out and there'll be guys true. in there that you can sort of pick out or whatever. But Correct. going sight unseen, Joey fucking Chan's my pick. Was, was there anything you guys wanted to try to learn or achieve in the off season, like a new hobby or skill or were you too busy? I've done a lot this off season. I've done a lot of like sort of working on myself and I know it sounds like incredibly wankerish, but it's true. And sometimes you need to do that stuff. So basically, um, every day I've been running, going to the gym, meditating, reading at least 10 pages of a book, doing Spanish on Duolingo, um, drinking at least three liters of water. Camper can see my giant fucking water jug here as we speak. Um, been doing all of those things every day, apart from like if we have like a, a party on or something that like we, we've got on, like for example, we had our mates 30th on Saturday night. So I didn't have time to do all of those things throughout the day. But um, yeah, I've basically been doing all of those things every day. Um, and it's been great. Really enjoying it so far. I'm terrible at planning. So every time the off season starts, I always have these great visions of things I'll do or skills I'll pick up or I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a heap of push-ups and get super jacked or whatever. Still time. But it just never, just never ends up happening, man. I'm very much like a day-to-day. Yeah kind of person I'm not a great I'm not a great planner short or long I will say to people listening who honestly think that same way and who do struggle with news resolutions or anything like that like the thing that really helped me was making a checklist so every day I check these things off and I make sure that I do them and how I've set it up is that every seven days I do these things I'm allowed one day off like if we've got a party or to get on the piss or whatever so like and I keep track of all these things and I've kept track of it all year so far it's what it's like late February now so uh, by the time I listen to this, it's March. Uh, I've kept track of these things for the first two months of the year. Once you get into a little rhythm with these things, I mean, you know how it is, mate. Once you do things for like, doing things for like the first couple of weeks is always harder than the Absolutely. anything after that. Because once you get into a little rhythm, been running heaps, shout out to Zoners, great group of guys. We all support each other in our little running WhatsApp group, which has uh, been, been a really good help for me in a lot of ways, particularly with running, but just with like life advice and, and, and morale and all that stuff. Just and guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. Well, there's running. A, Yana, um, well, stuff. Brenton, who asked that movie question, is is in there, as is Andy, who asked the soda question. So and there's a few other good dudes men. in there as Fine well. Fine men. Fine men. But yeah, look, my advice to anyone that is just wanting to think about doing something new with their time is just like, just make time. Because honestly, you do, like, 
when you sit back and take stock of what you do with the hours in the day, you do realize how much time you waste just fucking around on your phone or watching YouTube videos or watching repeats of a TV show you've seen before. And honestly, it's so easy to just sit there and waste two hours of your day and you go, oh shit, that was quick. Um, but as long as you get those, as long as you sort of have a plan and you get that stuff out of the way throughout the day, you, you make time for this, you make time for that. Once you do it for a few days, it gets a lot easier and you'll be a lot happier for it and you'll feel like you have more self-worth if you not get the most out of the day, but if you can just add something else that you feel like is making you improve as a person or even just sort of improve some aspect of your life because we're all always trying to get better all the time and it's hard to get started on things, but once you get started, it's a lot easier to keep going. There you go. Matt Bungard, inspirational speech. Thank you. Thanks for the TED Talk. Anytime. No, it was good, man. And it's good to see you like, it's good to see you sort of feel like you're improving yourself too. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those things that a lot of people never even really try, you know? They mm. kind of just think, oh, this is my lot in life and this is just how things are. So, good on you, dude. Thank you. Next up, Wayno. What did you guys do with Doyle's corpse? <laughs> we, we stuffed it and it's hanging on the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's like one of those bears. The the, yeah. 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 yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Mm. Uh, Steve Perry, which preseason challenge match was the most preseason challenge match of the preseason challenge? It's got to be the last one, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because they didn't, they, couldn't they have won it if they threw more offloads and they didn't yeah, know the rules Cronulla or some shit? could have won it's it if fantastic. they threw more offloads and they just didn't know. So it's either that one or the manly one where they did know about the offloads they and they off. were throwing it. So. That's, I mean, that's vintage Harvard Tony right there, knowing the rules and <laughs> telling the boys to chuck some offloads <laughs> to win a meaningless preseason I trophy. I can't... I, I can't get behind the preseason challenge. I, I don't give a do fuck. It, I, I could not it's care. Like how, it's like how any the less. NFL they call it preseason. They don't. They never call them exhibition games. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, no, like you're not fooling. Do anything. you know what is annoying about that specifically? Not to go on too much of a tangent, but the Ravens haven't lost a preseason game in seven years. No, really, I didn't they, know they that. got the. Do you not actually not know about this? No, oh, I they didn't they know. seriously they tweet about every preseason. Like, oh, the Ravens have won 21 preseason games in a row now. It's like some ridiculous number now. But the worst thing about it is you get all these morons in the comments who are just like, oh, that's why they don't win when it matters because they're wasting their players in the. Uh. And it's like then like. They're not. They're also playing their shit kickers in these games. They just happen to have won them all because their shit kickers have played better than the other team's shit kickers. The 2008 Detroit Lions. That's the best the first, one. First yeah. NFL team to lose every game of the season were undefeated. 0 16. 4 0 in pre 0 16 in the regular Trial season. Trial form is shit form. I keep saying it. It's guys. a waste of time. You can get a feel for like what teams are going to do with combinations. Who might have the inside running to start at a particular position if there's a if there's a battle between two or three guys, and also like how guys come back from injury. But that's about it. Yeah. Individual performances Correct. can sometimes matter, but team performances not so much. Yep. Messet Ozil. Let's say the following players immediately switch clubs tomorrow. Fafita to the Raiders, Moses to the Tigers, Crichton to the Bulldogs. What would that do to your ladder prediction for the Raiders, Tigers, Eels, Bulldogs, and Penrith? So that's a lot of words. We're going to have to break this okay. down. So Fafita to the Raiders. Well, okay. Well, I already had the Titans last, so they can't go any lower. Spoiler alert: He was holding them back. <laughs> I've got them eighth. No, no, no. They they're still last for me. That doesn't change. Um, the Raiders. I think I had eighth right, so that probably yeah. I think probably bumps them up to fifth or sixth. The thing about Fafita is, I just think he's going to be a guy that if they make the finals, he's going to make a difference more in those big moments than over the course of an entire regular season. So I don't know if it makes me that much better off. Make me feel that much better about their regular season. Chances, but it does make me feel better about them knocking off a big opponent in a finals game. Yeah, uh, I've sort of got Canberra in that mix of teams that can finish anywhere from about fourth to about twelfth, and right now I've got them right in the middle of that pack. Getting for feeder would make me sort of push them closer to the front. Mm. So I I don't know if it would change somewhere where they were on the ladder for me, but it would definitely it would make me take them more seriously. Yep. You know, maybe not a maybe not a grand final win or something like that, but I would start. I would expect then that they don't have to win eleven of their last eight to make the finals. I would expect them to handle their business a little bit better with a guy like that. Yeah. Okay, so Moses, Moses to the Tigers. So okay. How does that impact the Tigers and the Eels? Well, if Moses I, on the Tigers, I would tip them to make the eight. I would go pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be. I think they're probably pushing out your beloved Canberra. Oh no, if they get Fafita, they both stay well, and the Cowboys let's, get let's, pushed let's, out or some let's shit. Keep, let's keep okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. That gets too complicated. But yeah, I mean, I already have the Eels missing the eight. That's my big pick. Although I, now that he's re-signed with them, I want to kind of maybe walk that back. But I feel I can't we and I won't. Heard, we all heard you it's say fine, it. It's fine, I don't all, care. We all saw, well, no, we saw the despair 
in uh, Mitch Collins. Yeah. Um, when you drop that, but yeah, I mean, I feel gr- I'd feel much better about my prediction if Mitch Moses was gone. Um, and yeah, I, I think the Tigers make the eight if they have Mitch Moses for this year. I do too. I do too. If, and if if Moses wasn't on the Eels, I would probably have them missing the eight. Mm. You know, because he is halfbacks so imp- are important. Well, and oh, dude, imagine if the Eels, if they had Jake Half at halfback for a full season, their yeah. fans would fucking riot. They would they hate that kid. They really do. I, I actually find it. I know. I know some of some like you know, it's fine if you don't rate him or whatever. But like, geez, a lot of it gets really personal. Really personal. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. Okay, so Crichton to the Bulldogs. Okay. How does that impact the Bulldogs? And how does it? Impact I think this one changes the least of the two teams' respective fortunes of these three hypotheticals. But I think. Crichton's a good player, great player maybe, but I don't know if it impacts Penrith that all that much. I would still be feeling very confident about them making the top four. Without him, they'll just dust off some other person who'll be great. Um, makes a difference in the final thing. He's made some great plays for them in some big moments. None, none immediately come to mind for me personally. No, but, um, of course not. No. None of them were immortalized in, uh, in artwork. The worst day of my <laughs> life. Um, yeah, I think it probably hurts them a little bit in the finals, but I'd still think they would make the top four in the season. I still am not convinced by him at fullback. So I don't know if I'm willing to promote the Bulldogs into the A, even if they were to get Crichton this year. But they would definitely be better. I think I'd probably bump them up from like 10th to like 9th, maybe So eighth. I have them in my A this year. Mm. But the question says if they switch clubs tomorrow. Yep. So if Crichton was at the Dogs tomorrow. Mm. I don't think he would change the ladder if he got there tomorrow because he just hasn't trained at fullback all offseason. That's true. So it would take time for you to learn the position. A little bit, a little bit, you know. So, I think, I think long term, he'll end up being quite a good fullback. I actually really like that signing for Canterbury, and I really think it's a it's a chance worth taking. But if they did it tomorrow, I don't think it impacted too much. I actually think it would impact Penrith more because they are not they're not skinny in the outside backs, mm. but with everyone that's sort of left in the last couple of years, they're a little bit more reliant yeah. on someone like Crichton's game-breaking ability. And they've already lost Taylor May pass. as well. They've already lost Taylor May yeah. as well. So It's true. Yeah. We've, uh, we've, we've navigated that mind for Great you, question. Dave. Great question. Good work, Dave. All right. Eddie NZ, which cybercrime would you like to see Anthony Seabold solve using the preseason challenge $100,000? Uh, the Logan Paul crypto scam. <laughs> He'll get to the bottom of it. I'd like to see him like... I'd like I'd like to see him set up an alternative to Silk Road or something like that. Oh. Use the hundred thousand as seed money to do to more crime, more crimes. Yeah. yeah. What if what if Anthony C? Because like, to catch a predator went off the air a couple of years ago. What if he just became the new what's the guy's name? The host, Chris Chris Hansen. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. What if he just became the new Chris Hansen? I'm into it. I don't to mind catch it. some predators. I'd like to see him. Um, remember that show with Jonathan Jonathan Frakes? Um, I think it's Unsolved Mysteries. Or oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. like to see him host that. Great theme song. Those supercuts of him, it, like, I think there's one of him, you know, saying, yep. no, not this time. And then there's one of just random non sequiturs. Go look them up. It's the funniest 90 seconds. It's great. Today. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I'm Anthony Seabold. Why don't you have a seat? Yeah. <laughs> Be good. <laughs> we, got a, we got a name for guys like you at Harvard. <laughs> You've got okay. the manners of a Yaley. <laughs> the boorish manners of a Yaley. David, David K9, he's back. In a typical NRL week, how many games would you both watch live? And what takes priority live? over NRL games? Does live mean at the game or just live on the TV? I think he means live on the TV. Um, in a, in a, like, I mean, look, if you have something on, you have something on. Like, If you have a mate's party and there's no TVs or you've got a wedding or you've got something on, then that takes priority. Yeah. You can't let footy dominate your life. But, I mean, unless, unless I have something on, I'm watching every game. Yeah, same. I'm the same. I, I probably went too far um, for a while there where footy did take precedence over everything and I kind of regret that. Yeah, missing now. your brother's wedding was a bit much for a yeah, round 12 I know, game. I know, but, but he'll get uh, married again so it'll mm, be alright. That's true. Um, yeah, I probably did that for a while. I haven't done that for a long time though. Like, schedule permitting, I'll watch every game live. Um, most of the, the times I wouldn't would be if, you know, it was an important family thing or a mate's birthday or something like yep. that. You can't be the freak who's sitting at the dinner table of the fancy restaurant watching KO you on your phone. Like you can't as much be, as we'd like to it's be. It's a young man's game anyway. It is. Um, and the only, time, the only other time that I wouldn't watch a game live is because I, I, I cover... Well, yeah, if we were in transit well. on the way to or from another game. That's it. So that would stop me. So I would say most weeks, most weeks, all of them. Yeah. But like, then, for example, Souths play a lot of, Souths play have a lot of Friday 7.55 p.m. games. So yep. if I'm going to those games, I'll miss the second half of the 6 p.m. game because I'll be on a train. So, yep. yeah. Okay. Six again. What's the best opening line to a song? This is a great there's, question. There's so many. I mean, my favorite song of all time, Cue That Lee by Taking Back Sunday. Your lipstick is collar. Don't bother. 
fantastic, iconic. But I'm not I'm not silly enough to think that my favorite song has the greatest opening line of all time. But I'm trying I was trying to think of like famous, famous, famous opening lines. Well, we said it on the Sharks one, we're in the business of misery, let's take it from that's the top. That's really great. Good. One I don't even me. really like Paramore and that's a great line. But I thought about this and I because I didn't want to just name songs I like. I ended up with Is This the Real Life? Is this just fantasy? Mm. I don't know. It's a bit basic, isn't it? But it's iconic. You know yeah, exactly what is, I'm talking about. It is about. iconic, but that doesn't make it the best. I kind of think it does. I think it's it's a combination of the just the, if you if anyone hears that line, they know what song it is straight away. Yeah, but there's a lot of songs like that. I guess. So my my answer is, guess who just got back today? Them wild eyed boys who have been away. <laughs> That's a great one. Tells you everything you need to know. There's boys and they're back in town. That is true. They are back in it's town. A, it's a it's a it's a joyous a joyous question. Guess like. Guess who just got back today? Who? That's right. It's those wild-eyed boys that oh, have been away. That's crazy. That's the, I didn't that's, know where so that was that's, going. That's probably that's probably my pick. Um, my favorite song ever is "Do I Want to Know" by Arctic Monkeys. Um, the guitar riff is more noticeable than the lyrics, but True. because Alex Turner is just like absolutely, you know, chewing on all these words with his, you know, you got color in your teeth. Like that's great stuff, you know. So that's up there for me as well. Have you got any more? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it only gets to run for one line, one one month a year. But the start of "All I Want for Christmas Is You," everyone knows that song. I'm not as much of a Christmas guy. Well, as that's you, true. Though, um, also, you know another I mean? one coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. That's a great one. That's a, that's that that might that that might be the answer. Um, that's it, tough to beat. And it doesn't count as a line, but there's a there's the cough at the start of "Dear Maria, Count Me In," and every American in the world knows what's about to happen when that hits. Also, um, "My Baby Don't Mess Around" because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. Unless you count the one, two, three, four as the opening line. I'm not sure. The song is Hey Yara, if anyone is confused. Um, a scrub is a guy who thinks he's fine. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm. That's good stuff. I've got welcome, like just Welcome to the Jungle from Welcome to the Jungle. Again, I think the guitar is 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 more iconic than the words. Yeah, no, you're about that. Right. Same with Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, that great song, but it's the guitar riff that hooks yeah, you. Yeah, no, you're song. right. You're right. I retract that one. Same, like I was thinking, like again, like A Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton. Again, it's the piano. <laughs> that, it's the piano that hooks you in, not the. Oh, I think. Um, uh, Spice Girls, if you want to be my lover. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. that's got to be up there. Um, it's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> We've all been there. Or, the bare um, naked ladies were speaking to our souls that fateful day. Yeah, they re- they really were. Um, I mean, there's so many answers, but we- we've hit a lot of those. I left my heart to the sappers around K-San. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay, we could we literally... We c- could actually Guys can literally, literally sit around saying old song lyrics and have the best time. We could. Okay, we'll move on. This is from Blitz. Yeah. Best intro to the NRL: Hoodoo Gurus or Tina Arena slash. Obviously, when Thomas Keneally read out that weird poem, I like the weird poem. <laughs> Do you actually blow that whistle, ref? <laughs> Send that ball flying. Yeah, man. Like, um, I. God I mean, forbid. God forbid we try and bring a little bit of culture. This one's hard because the, the Tina Turner is a little bit before our time, but we still know how iconic it is. Oh, see, mate, I actually think it's been beaten the ground a little bit. I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah, like I'm sure it was. It was great. Simply the best is a great, great song. Mate, it's nearly it's 30, 35 yeah. years ago that they brought it in. That's and that's my team. Controversial opinion. I think what you get is what you see, which is the first Tina Turner song they had. I actually think that's that's a better song. That is than a controversial opinion. I think and a more rugby league song. I think that's my team is the winner. That that's to me what, is the that, greatest. Well, that's that's right in our wheelhouse. That's we the were thing what, as well. We grew up with that when that one came out, and people like people forget how long that stuck around as well. They used Three that until was it. No, five years, man. Fuck, was it really? Yeah, they used it till 2008. Do you remember when they used Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba? Yeah, see, that's good stuff. That's great. That's good stuff. But they changed the words. We're like, we love the Bulldogs. We love the Storm. And it was like like this weird thing where they changed the lyrics. I love it when you sing. Thank you. <laughs> that was more like a gruff voice than a sing. But um, yeah, that was cool too. That's, but I my, think that, that's, that's my that's team. That's my team. It's, that's my it's, team. it's, it's become winner. underrated. I couldn't tell you a new... Um, I couldn't tell you a recent one. I know I Parkway Drive had a song, but I couldn't tell you what it was. No, but th- that was a Fox League thing. Oh, that was, was it? NRL okay. Thing. They haven't done an NRL thing for a while. Like they got they got Wes Carr one year to do Feels Like Woe. So no, I don't like that. I, no, I don't like that at What's all. What's Paulini up like to? That. Get her, get her involved. Man, I think I think she's available. Good. <laughs> get her on the blower. Sort it out. Okay, Michael L. RCB Sharks. What's your club's jersey that gets the most Magic Round street cred? The minty rapper, the, but it's got to be the real one, not like when they did an away jersey that was the minty rapper. Do you know okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah, vaguely. Talk me through it. Uh, it's so Souths had like a minty's rapper jersey in the in the late nineties. They've done like it was. It had a lot more white on it than the traditional. I do. Yes, I do know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a great answer. Yeah, I think that's really the only one you can have because I mean it's iconic. They haven't really changed. 
they haven't really changed. So if people don't remember, it was like green, but it had like a red and white stripe through the middle. And then there was an inverse one that was white with a red and green stripe through the middle. Both awesome. Um, love to get my hands on an authentic one. I'm not going to buy a, not going to buy a, like a remade one. Like I bought a remade Socceroos Spew Kit jersey and I didn't feel good about it. Didn't like it? Mm, didn't no. rate it? No. So Canberra's a funny one because everyone will say, oh yeah, the Milk jersey or the Video Easy jersey or the Woods jersey, but like everyone's got those. So you, you know what I mean? go, so you got to go yeah. for a bit of a deeper cut. Yeah. The person I saw in a Raiders jersey last year that got the most sort of like claps on the back and like, yeah, that's a great one, was friend of the show, Handsome Jack Cronin, in his Raiders Super League jersey. Yep, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that might be that might be the answer. The only one that might trump that is one of those horrible bottle green Aussie male ones. Oh, yeah. And shit, because that's great. now, that's 20 years since they wore them now. So now it's gone from this sucks to this is so bad. Do you have any for other teams? I am a huge fan of that. Do you remember the Broncos in the early years had that grotesque aqua jersey? I love it. I think all of those were burned. So I don't think you could wear one. Um, Like the Bulldogs had that Ed Hardy jersey. (laughs) I think it's been enough years now that you could wear it. You know what will never be cool no matter how many years it passes? That fucking coal miners Knights jersey. Yeah, I that, hate that, that thing. I think that's my least favourite jersey in rugby league. Agreed. Like, no disrespect to the coal miners who might be listening. Love your work. But that one's a that one's a shocker. I hate that jersey. And every game Awful. the Knights play in it, objectively, is terrible. Well, I think they rolled it out ju- like just post-Wayne, right? Or was it late Wayne? I don't uh, know. I want to say post-Wayne. Yeah, and that was when they were really shit. Yeah. So, yeah. You- I, I, I might be remembering this incorrectly but I think when they won their only game of the 2016 season they were in the high-vis jerseys that, against the Tigers I think you might be right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think on the Knights though the Knights if you remember had some really cool white away kits in the early 2000s I thought they were absolute class I, I did think. like that and they've, yeah. I think they've tried to bring them back mm. the last couple of years like a similar sort of design um, any of the Sharks with like Pepsi on? anytime Pepsi, anytime Sharks, a team yeah. had a like a company that you actually like as their sponsor it was like oh I drink Pepsi yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like Fiorentina like I want to I'd love to get my hands on an old Fiorentina jersey that has Nintendo on the front it's like, well like, I know we've brought it up before but the Balmain jersey that just has computers, computers fantastic sponsored by, just trying to raise awareness just Computers. That's all. Yeah, like Arsenal had a jersey that had Sega on the front. It's like that's cool. I like video Sega. games. Yeah, I like Sega. But now every sponsor is like a gambling, a casino, or an online. Yeah, it's or, pretty grim. It sucks. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Any others from any other teams you can think um, of? Um, I, I can tell you the. the oh, I, sorry. Before you go, the blue old Warriors jerseys. Yes, that's a great. They're one. class. That's great. And they've brought. They've started bringing those back. Yeah. It's honestly the best decision the Warriors have made yep. in years. The old DB yeah, yeah, ones yeah, yeah, just yeah. fantastic. They're dope. The person at Magic Round that I've seen who got the most sort of pats on the back for for the jersey was it was the first year and I ran into a bloke who was wearing a Western Reds jersey but it had a New South Wales Rugby League logo on it, not the ARL logo. Yeah. So we've written really deep in the weeds here. Now you can sort of get um, Western Reds jerseys a little more easy. I think they're making some new ones or whatever. But back then it was a lot less common. And I actually ran, I saw him in the distance a couple of times over the course of the weekend Saw him at the pub on the Sunday night, bailed him up, demanded answers. Turns out it was from some some trial run that they'd printed in 1993. That's crazy. When they were just trying to get into the league. So he told me, this might be, this might not be true. He told me that only like half a dozen of them existed and he had one of them. That's wild. It, might, it's, it could be a lie, but I was impressed. It's quite funny to think like if I went back in time, like I would go like full Biff Tannen and gamble on sporting results and win millions. You would just go back and buy like every Western Reds jersey so you could... Hoard them and sell them for a thousand dollars a pop. Just be now. appreciating in value, man. It's, they are. Do you? That guy. I can't remember the guy. Have you seen on Instagram that dude that's got like a Western Reds room and it's just all these jerseys that like are in pristine condition. Yeah. So and there's a guy. There's another guy on Instagram who's got an entire bar at his house dedicated to the South Queensland Crushers. That's great. It's great stuff. Could be. It could be me. It could be us. Could be. That. That. That's it. That's where the Patreon money's going. Uh, where, where old the, jerseys. The, the, the Hunter Mariners. Well, Pub. theming a sports bar in Sydney around an obscure Super League team that lasted one season and then went out of business was a risk. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I think it's going to pay off. Oh, man. A Hunter Mariners jersey. That would be top tier. I've never seen With one. With Kamali 7 on I've the back. I've never seen one in the wild. I never have either. Because the, the, people, if people don't remember, like... A lot of the Super League teams, like, if you were an existing team, you still stuck with your team and if you didn't like the concept of Super League. So, obviously, Penrith fans have Penrith Super League jerseys. Raiders fans have Raiders Super League jerseys, etc., etc. The Hunter Mariners were an entirely new team. And I don't think there's an area of Australia that was more 
viscerally against the Super League than the Hunter region. And they loved their beloved Newcastle Knights. And it also helped that the Knights had the Johns brothers and Robbie O'Davis and all these other great players at the time. So when the Hunter Mariners came in, they were absolutely despised by the locals to the point where by the end, they were getting like handfuls of people to their games. And they only played the one season and then most of their players went to the Storm and won a comp like a year and a half later. So, but yeah, no, it'd be shocking to see because you, you wouldn't have been able to walk around the city of Newcastle in one of those jerseys when they no, were a oh, thing. No way. You you'd be heckled. Got, oh, dude, you'd get bashed. Yeah. Like, People threw bricks through the windows of the Hunter Mariners club office. Like, people got, fucking they, hated the Hunter they Mariners. They really, really did not like him. Mm. Okay, and then last one, also from Michael L. RCB Sharks. What rugby league take were you most wrong on? I did used to call Cooper Cronk overrated all the time. You did I'm that very... for a, a disconcertingly long yeah, time. Yeah, it was not great for not me. But that was I don't think that was based on like reality. It was just based on me being biased and really liking Adam Reynolds. Well, I'm but just glad still you, no just glad excuse. You, I'm just glad you can admit it. Yeah, no, anyone, anyone who's in the take business for long enough... Is ha- it has some shockers in it. It's like it's like it's like baseball. If you if you're hitting three hundred, yep. you're an all star. That's right. Know? So if you're going three out of ten, but like, I, I don't think I ever like because like I think like you are the same with work, especially like as like it's it's you've got to get better at removing emotion from things you write about and things you have opinions on when you're broadcasting as opinions. But obviously, I take the piss a little bit on here, like with the South podcast the other day. But for the most part, I think I'm pretty, pretty realistic about the chances most seasons. I mean, they're probably not going to win the comp this year, but they'll be there or thereabouts. And last year, I think I said, they'll finish in the middle of the top eight and get knocked out in week two or three of the finals. That's exactly what happened. I'm usually pretty realistic about what they what they do. I don't let my hatred of like the Roosters or the Bulldogs cloud my opinions of them either. I mean, I pick the Roosters to be good every year and they are good every year. I'm very complimentary, I think. I think I'm probably the most complimentary South's related person to the roosters that exists um so i don't know if i've had that many just because I, I don't think i ever go out on like a gigantic limb all that often because you tend to be wrong most of the time when you go out <laughs> on a gigantic limb like back in the day when when your man jimmy smith said that matt moreland was the steph curry of the nrl i was just NRL. thinking about that the and it's day. like what does that <laughs> like, mean i'm related to this i was what <laughs> does that mean and it's like that's obviously like an insane thing to say or like anyone that's coming on and say oh the bulldogs are going to win the comp this year and all this stuff and it's just like that those things are not going to happen so yeah. I don't know if I've ever been like egregiously wrong about things apart from like not fully appreciating cooper cronk until like 2016 yeah, you got some skeletons in the closet, surely. I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't keep a list. Of no, but when I was a kid, sort of the, out, when I was a kid, I was so biased towards South. I'd be like, every player is going to play for Origin, or why isn't this guy yeah. in Origin? And it turns out only Ashley well, Harrison was I'll, good. I'll but. tell you, I had a shocker a couple of years ago. I thought Jack White was going to be a failure. We were. I, I remember we, we you we, and I, were at the Lady Hampshire in the preseason that year. Yeah. And we were both like, this is a fucking terrible yeah, idea. Yeah, I hated it. What's I hated Ricky it. Stewart I doing? I thought it was an awful idea. I thought it was going to go like the last time they tried to do it, and he was going to get six weeks, and it was going to suck, and he was going to move back to. Fullback, and then he ended up winning the Clive Churchill medal and the Dally M in oh, an 18 month. I thought Motu so. Tony was going to be a star at the Broncos. No, I thought that too. That's not like egregiously wrong. Okay. That's not like, but I was convinced that Whiten was going to fucking suck. I mean, the, I really the, the greatest take I've ever had is in like 2016 or 17 when I told you that Alex Johnson was going to finish his career with the most tries ever in the you NRL. You tell me that in 2016. I was pre- it was pretty early. Well, no, we hadn't met in 2017 then. I don't know. It was, it was, I was like 20, well... It was like 2019. No, 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 no. I will not have this erasure. Okay. Don't you dare try to gaslight me. Uh, I, it, it was very early on. I was squatting on that take for a long time. <laughs> I oh, know. I squatted on the also him being good at fullback take for way too long yeah, as well. You that hung wasn't great. That one for a while, but that's like that's that's your guy. You got to support. You got to support the sometimes team. Sometimes you got to dig in for your. Dude. Oh, actually, no, I've got a great one. Uh, it comes up every year on Facebook because Briggsy, as you, who you've met, put on my wall at the day that you know you just post on your friends' walls. Yes, like wow, South's getting English. And I replied, "Remember when you used to be able to comment on people's friendships?" So I'd be say, "Oh my and so god, so can you imagine so if it was one of your mates and they become friend friends with a girl? girl oh, is this the one you were talking about? The height of comedy. Nothing's funnier. But every year this comes up, and I reply that I'm filthy that we lost Bo Champion to get Greg Inglis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably my worst one. Now that's that I think about it, that's a shocker. I um so one that that I remember very, very vividly is um, is 2018 and Canberra were playing Canterbury at... This is like a real immediate one too. I got stung right away. They were down by 14 points, I think it was, with about five minutes to go. And Blake Austin was on the bench. And the commentators... Because oh, Austin was still a big star then. The commentators kept saying, oh, when are they going to put Austin on? When's he going to put Austin on? And I tweeted something like, they're talking like Austin's going to come on, lay on three tries and win the game. It's just not going to happen. And then that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I've got to, if, if, if we can go cross sports briefly, 2018 FIFA World Cup, round of 16, Belgium v. Japan. And Japan were up 2-1. 
and Belgium subbed on Maroon Filaney. I don't know if you know the big dude with the afro. The afro, yeah. And Nasser Chadley, who was another decent player, played for Tottenham and a couple of other clubs. And he subbed these, they brought these two guys off the bench in like the 70th minute. And I messaged a friend of the show, Matt Coleman, and said, imagine being down 2-1 in a World Cup game and bringing on fucking Fellaini and Nasser Chadley. Chadley scored the equaliser, Fellaini scored the winner. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was the other way around, but they yeah. scored the two oh, goals. Man. They scored the two goals. You, I was you, like, you, yeah. you can't win them all. You can't, you can't win you them really all. You really can't. But look, it's, uh, this is the thing, right? It's like most of the things go wrong about are harmless. And that's, yeah. I think that people... Especially in America now, people lose sight of that. They get way too angry about shit that doesn't really matter. And they squat on things and they, they miss out. There are still guys now who, in what, year 20 or whatever it is, hate LeBron James because they never wanted to believe that he would live up to the hype. And so they've spent the entire career of one of the greatest athletes in the history of sport just not enjoying it. Yeah, it'd, it'd because, suck to be one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, it would, would suck to it? be... One of those anti-LeBron dudes. Yeah, it would be awful if you just like deprive yourself <laughs> of the career of the greatest athlete of the 21st century because like you didn't want to admit you were wrong that he would live up to the hype 15 years ago <laughs> yeah that, 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 that would suck wouldn't it it would wouldn't it <laughs> i got another great one for you yep. so 2018 seabold's seabold's year at south mm. um and in this... my pre-season predictions i had him coming last yep because i had no idea who seabold well, i think was I, had the, I had the cowboys last last all. year so yeah, I think, and, yeah. and south's I can't. Where did they go in seven? And I can't remember. Bad. Told me. It was yeah. the year they ended the season. That's right. Yeah. So what happened is, um, they did that thing at the end of 2016 where they finally worked out Damien Cook was good, and they gave him the starts, and they That's won right. every game. At the yeah. end of the and then in 2017, they just they signed Robbie Farrell. They yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. play him. Yeah. And they got they. I think the season ended. They had some like really embarrassing games. I think they went to Melbourne with Robert Whitaker watching from the sidelines and lost about 60 nil. That's right. I remember. Um, now. It was yep. a dog shit season yep, yep, 2017. Yep, yep, yep. Dog so shit. like and you know GI looked like he was on the way out and all that. So I tipped South to come last. Mm. They didn't come last. They made the prelim. They were great. And, like yep. Cookie came in and things. They finished top four. Yeah. So I got it really wrong. Buzz slashed me in the paper about it. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> it was around finals time. And he just sort of had an item in one of his columns saying, oh, you know, these were the preseason predictions. Some were right, some were wrong. And at the end, he said, it's a tough look for our own Nick Camp. Did he tip South to come last? That's great. I famously remember me. this. I, got in, me, um, in one, You know those little magazines he's having in the paper, which I referenced the other day on one of the shows? Love them. I think in the year that the Panthers won the comp, Gus picked them to come last in, the, in that little magazine. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's a shocker. That's a shocker. Like tipping someone to come last and then they win the comp. That's. It's, a, I mean, I'm sure it happened in 05. I'm sure lots of people tip the Tigers to come last. You know who I think about, not all the time, but sometimes. Benji Marsh. Well, yes. But the guy who got on the Swans and the oh, Tigers. Oh, this guy. I do think about this all the, the time. Premiership double. And he, got it, he, and he won like, I don't remember how much, but the way it was reported at the time, you would have thought that he won millions and millions and millions. And I, I know, I remember reading at the time. So the Swans won the AFL grand final in NRL prelim week. So he was halfway there and I'm pretty sure he hedged, but I'm thinking, I think he took um, more than a mil. He might, he won a lot. I have no idea. I remember the exact story. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I mean, we should look it up. The one, I always think about that one and the the inverse of this one. I don't know if I've read this on the show before, but I'll just, I just pulled it up quickly while you were talking. This one is from a couple, I think it's from 2017. The said punter placed a $73 multi with the tab on March 25th for Richmond, $51. Melbourne Storm, $5.50 to win their respective titles and Dustin Martin to win the Brownlow medal at $7 for a collective $143,000. Two weeks later, he returned to the same tab, put $100 on the same multi for another $82,000. So the $173 outlay had him in the running for $225,000. All three of those things happened. After round 14, the Tigers were sixth on the AFL ladder. Uh... And with the Tigers down just 15 points at halftime in their round 15 clash against Port Adelaide, he did the unthinkable and cashed out no, both bets. No, dude. Both bets oh, for $490. Oh. <laughs> Never cash out. Never, Never cash but out. But especially, and people went, oh, what if he needed the money? I mean, he invested $180 on this multi. I don't think he was fanging for $490, How whatever it was. How pissed off must he have been? That, honestly. Half. And he's like, you know what? Fuck these kids. Fuck yeah. these pricks. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, but like, <laughs> in that, I think about that guy all the time because it's like, it's like that guy and the dude that there's an Australian tech journalist who had a bunch of Bitcoin on a hard drive, but he threw the hard drive in in the bin or something, and he. Well, no, I've so there's a lot of Bitcoin. There's horror a lot stories of stories like, like that. that. So like, yeah. there was a guy. I think he was in America, and in like 2008, he bought a pizza with like, with a Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah I remember a Bitcoin, that. Yeah, yeah. and now it would have been worth. I don't know. Trillions yeah. I mean, of we all have we all have mates who got them to like buy drugs on Silk Road. And yeah, then, yeah, like 
could have, if they just kept the crypto. Back, back, back in my day, you didn't buy drugs on the internet. You know what I mean? You went to like a shitty car park or something like that and met someone with a really disturbing nickname and a lot of like, you know, really troubling sort of like personal ticks, and you bought drugs off them. I got a Silk Road for you. Yeah. It's my You know what? We were better for it. I agree. Yeah. Simpler times. But yeah, dude, those stories kill me. Never, never catch up. Never catch up. <laughs> Don't not, do it. Like, you can't, like I, if, if it gets to like, if the Tiger, if Richmond win the win the AFL and Dustin Martin wins the and the Storm are in the grand final, then you can maybe think about. You can think about, and it, it was the cows you, as well. So yeah. they could oh. he, the cows were like six dollars in that grand final as well. So you could get a very chonky cash out for that as well. Then you can kind of think about it when it's five figures, but for four hundred dollars, come on, man, get it together, unbelievable, get your act together. I think that's a lesson we can all take from this, yeah. and just apply it to life in general. Just get it together. What other takes was I wrong on? This isn't a footy one, but I thought Jose Aldo was going to rip the shit out of Conor McGregor. I thought he was you kill did, him. yeah. Um, what do you mean you did? We didn't know each other then. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just believed in Conor McGregor all the time. You, ha- yeah, but I no, I, I say you did because I'm well more aware probably than anyone else on earth of your hatred of Conor McGregor. I don't hate Conor McGregor. You do. No, I don't. I hate. I hate his the- fans. Which yeah, by fan, proxy means fans, you hate fans it. are shockers. They are. Not arguing that. No, the best, the best sporting event I've ever been to in my life was Conor McGregor, fl- Conor McGregor flight. And the reason it was the best sporting event ever was because Conor McGregor was in it. And like he was the one that, that sort of took it next level and made it really special. Many people thought you were Irish. Many people thought I was Irish. Which is great. Yeah. So quick quick background. This was when McGregor fought Nurmagomedov in 2018. Um, one of my mates won a trip to, to Vegas. So a few of us went over there. And it ended up being the week that he was fighting Nurmagomedov. So I got a press pass and all that and did a few stories on it. And that was really, really great. Real personal and professional highlight. And it was crawling. Like the, 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 the city's crawling with, with Irish people. And it got to the point where every morning we would set a line of uh, how many people that day would think I was Irish. And I think by, the, by fight day, I think the line was 15. And the over hit every time. That's great. Every time. That's it was fantastic. Amazing. Fuck, I'm trying to think of other sports. I'm, 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 we're, we're wrong a million times a day every day. And that's yeah. the beauty of life. That's right. Just keep having more takes. And just keep, keep being punning. wrong. Keep punning, never cash out. Exactly right. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope everyone can take that on board and apply it to their own lives. Don't cash out in the game of life. <laughs> <laughs> this, this back like, to Matt Pungard's inspirational corner. Keep working on yourself. That's a good metaphor. Read 10 yeah. pages a day. Don't cash out Don't in the game of life. Don't cash out on yourself, brother. <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to get out of here. If you liked what you heard, this question podcast where we do get a little bit off the rails a little bit will be, will be on our Patreon um, going forward. And with that in mind, um, there are other... I mean, we didn't do the shout-outs during the daily shows for the previews because... You know, they were very short episodes, but we will be going back to shouting out the members of our Patreon subscription service um, every time we do one of these episodes. What, uh, uh, what tier? You've got to be in the top two tiers. Top two tiers gets you the shout out. Yeah. Um, Get to hear Bungard say your name. Some people use it as a form of ASMR, which is an internet yep. thing that I don't really understand. What don't you get about it? I, I don't. Get, what's the appeal? I don't. I don't. Some people need like it's people just talking in a very calm voice or whatever. Like, does it settle them down? Well, you've never understand. talked in a calm voice, so maybe you're unable to understand the concept. Being calm is the life equivalent of cashing out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. And with that said, a quick shout out to Chris Avnell, Dave, Nico Hines had the greatest season in NRL history. Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Butsy, Chewbacca, Snuffleupagus, Dan Carlin, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer. Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix Farmworth, Jason, Jez Plus, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, Kick Sounds Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Luke Ferguson, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, My Ding Dong is Hard and I Am Sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneiderpilt Scores, Seymour Butts, Shunter, Simo, Stone Gossard, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. Good people. And Good, if you, fine, attractive if you want people, every name, one of them. ASMR'd every, <laughs> every week. You must be a member. Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. You get access to the Discord server, Cold Train Cup entry, priority question time. And as of next week, this episode will only be on Patreon. So, yeah. Gotta pay. Gotta Nothing pay. free in this life. That's true. All right. And with that, we are out of here. Um, this is the last day without Rugby League when people are hearing it. It is. It is. It's it's uh, NRL Eve. I hope you put up all the decorations on your NRL tree, exchange yeah. your NRL gifts. just want all Big the teams time, to have a good time. And life's about to be worth living again. Hell yeah, it is. All right. Say goodbye, Gambo. 
Bye, everyone. Let's have a great season out there. <laughs> it's goodbye from me.